and joking too Sipping and roasting is what we do Light them up, drink them down Whiskey and cigars all around Cheers, y'all. Well, well, well. That's the sound of a party. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally Hi, Mom. as the world famous <laughs> Smoking and Toasting. World famous now and about to become even more world famous as we're uh, more worldly. Things, yeah, more worldly. <laughs> My mom will be so disappointed. Um, we're about to uh, uh, we're about to make our broadcast radio debut. That's going to be coming up. We're settling on the uh, on the launch date for that. But uh, soon, I was told never to settle. Yeah, well, <laughs> and that's probably. <laughs> and look good at advice. me now. That's probably good advice. But, uh, in any case, once that's established, we'll begin popping up on a handful of radio stations around the country, and hopefully that will grow into more, and we'll be their featured Saturday afternoon programming. So that's, that's, yeah, you uh, said we had a uh, two to four times. Two to four slot. is what it's. That's I don't know sweet. yet. Is that two to four Eastern? Two to four central or two to four wherever you are. I don't know. Wh- I don't know how they do that yet. But we'll, we'll figure it out. In any case, once that happens, uh, the show will shift to being available on Saturday. So it'll be available starting on the weekends, whereas now it's available on Thursdays. Even if we record in advance, which we do a lot, uh, but we'll do uh, we'll do the show during the week, and it'll be made available to you on Saturdays. Kind of like you know. An episode of The Last of Us, not available until Sunday at 8 p.m. And at 7:30, I'm like, "Come on!" You know. But sorry, I'm a little, I'm a little obsessed with that show. It's really amazing. Kind of how we used to watch TV. It really is. You, you know, they wait for it they've to show gone up on back to must-see TV, but they're yeah. just doing it in a different way now. You know, that uh, that show, man. I no kidding. I will, I will plan Sunday evening around. Getting to watch so, that, and so you, I, you haven't done that for a long time until uh, yeah, see, watching the next day. <laughs> I actually just wait until the whole season's out, you know. And there's some there's some logic to that. Like i I got uh, I got really uh, pissed off at some of the stuff that AMC Network was doing, and so I said, "That's it. I'm not finishing Better Call Saul until it comes out on Netflix." But boy, am I excited when the last season comes out on Netflix because right. I'll be bin- this year. I'll super be, duper excited. I'll be binging that bad boy in one night, most likely. So anyway, uh, we'll, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit about TV, but we're also going to talk a lot about our favorite subjects, craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. That's what the don't program is Don't forget Nicolas Cage. He pops up and a lot, Nicholas too. And Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and I don't know why, uh, but it happens. Welcome to show number three. Because he makes 300 movies a year and can't avoid <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> You're absolutely right about that. And if you make 300 a year... Two or three of them are going to be pretty some good. Them, some of them yeah. are going to yeah. yeah. uh, hit. The, yeah. only, uh, the only person that never really worked for was uh, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> he, Those got progressively worse. Yes, they yeah. did. Worse. They and did. they weren't that great to begin with. Exactly. Right? That's that's the point. It's hard to find gems there. But, uh, <laughs> but I digress. Uh, it's show number 317, <laughs> and I'm going to I'm gonna like give the whole show away right now. Spoiler alert. It's bourbon time with Old Humble Distilling. Uh, they've got a brand new bourbon, and we're going to be sampling it for the first time. I like Well, bourbon. maybe not the first time for you, Joe Breda. I've had it a couple times, yeah. Joe is our uh, guest from Old Humble Distilling, Cheers. one of our favorite uh, distilleries. He's a veteran and, guest now. And <laughs> right up the street. You know, on Saturday Night Live, they do that thing where, like, if you've hosted it for, like, 
five times. I think it was I think it was Steve Martin that came up with this. You remember the five timers? Yeah, you get the robe, right? Yeah, yeah. And so you're you're what? This is three times, four times. I think we're yeah. I think this is number four. Okay, yeah, so four so by the right. time we At have least. by the time we have Joe back, we're gonna have to have some sort of a smoking and toasting <laughs> robe to give special him. smoking yeah. jacket. Right now, all you get's the bottle opener, but the robe will be <laughs> for the five timers club. So oh no, that means we gotta give one to Chris Hart and Alan Denning. Oh man. Those guys have been freeloading off of us for a long time. So, uh, no, we love those guys. Uh, so, anyway, today's uh, show, we will talk bourbon and we'll drink bourbon uh, from Old Humble Distilling. So, we're looking forward to that. We also will be talking about this interesting thing is beginning to happen. And that is that so, so many of my favorite things are being sold to enormous companies. And sometimes, no, no, not more. Sometimes that could be good. Sometimes it could be bad. You know, first, AB came in and bought up all these crap breweries around. They bought Carbach here in Houston. They bought uh -huh. Wicked Weed. They bought uh, Goose Island. They bought a number of different And now crap they're breweries. laying people off. And we'll talk about that, too. Uh, <laughs> and the Shock. other thing, though, is that uh, uh, you may remember when Stone, one of our favorite yeah. breweries in the world, yeah. uh, sold. And, uh, you know, listen, I am a capitalist <clears throat> at heart, so I recognize that this is something I have no problem from a business standpoint, with an entrepreneur building up a great small company and then selling it at a profit to a big company. I think that's part of how this country works. It's just that in our particular industry, I'm sometimes sad to see it. I've got my fingers crossed that two years from now, when I open a can or a bottle of one of Stone's beers, that it's still going to be as good as it was. I don't think with AB... They've always kept the beers no. as good no. as they were. Goose Island IPA used to be a wonderful IPA, and now it's marginal at best. Um, there's also the uh, – we've talked about Carbock. They took away your favorite beer in their whole line, the Sympathy immediately. for the Lager. Like yeah. They bought Carbock and immediately were like, no, nah, we don't need that lager. Yeah, and, we got some of those. And we've talked about how there's not as much grapefruit in the bright and shiny. And, and so they don't always bring the best when they take when they take over a company and if they're laying people off you can bet that's not going to improve quality i'm not saying it will automatically right. make it uh, make it worse but it's not going to improve if, quality. if they've already cut enough corners on the product that they need to start cutting people to still make money mm -hmm. uh, to still make their uh what's their percentage their of the industry yeah. is yeah. like some ungodly amount mm -hmm. and then and then uh, the the other thing that I don't know how I feel about, but we'll we'll talk about it, is that one of my favorites in the cigar world uh, has been sold to a large company. Uh, it is Alec Bradley. They've been sold to Scandinavian Tobacco. Really now? Really? Yeah. Hmm. So I, I don't know. This doesn't necessarily mean the quality of what they do will suffer. In fact, you could argue Dogfish Head has gotten even better since it's been bought by Boston Beer Company Samuel Adams. But I think Boston Beer Company Samuel Adams has a different design. I think they I think they look at things differently. Yeah, I think there's a little so. bit different corporate philosophy than AB. I've had yeah. a chance to interview and 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 just have a chat with Jim Cook, the guy that did the uh, Sam Adams commercials oh, for years. Cool. He's like the founder, I think, of that company. He's still mm -hmm. involved with them. And he's not he a is, golden throated pitch guy. No, he's not, but he is <laughs> passionate about beer. I mean, that is his he, that is so his thing. You can't you could probably couldn't talk to him about anything else for longer than fifteen remember, minutes and steer the conversation back to I remember beer. in the late eighties and early nineties the commercials that he yeah. used to put on were informative and you could just tell that this guy 
love beer. I remember oh, yeah. and it they, spoke directly to people. Yeah, they that spill love beer. more beer than we make in a year. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's right. I remember oh, I forgot that. About that yeah. One. yeah. And then there was the one where he talked about the head, the foam on the uh-huh. on the glass, and how if it's if it's like it's supposed to be that because he was talking about people try to pour their beer so that's not there. That that's not what you want. You want a right? a, a layer of foam on the top. He said it should be sturdy enough that you could float the bottle camp on it. Like a sneaky little right. boat, or something like this, or something <laughs> like a tiny little boat, whatever it was. Uh, but he was he was colorful, he was interesting, and he was uh, uh, it was a lot of fun to, to be around. But mostly, he was so passionate about beer. So maybe that's had something to do with the culture inside Boston beer and the fact right, that they've right. made Dogfish Head maybe even more experimental. And I haven't than had I haven't before. had Dogfish Head in a little while, so it might be worth it to pick up a couple and just see. Where they're at. I just had a 120 minute IPA. So last I do week. those. I have a couple Dude, in my well, fridge. Well, it is. It it has been Imperial uh, February. Yeah. So oh, I've been I... celebrating by you know doing all of these cool Imperial IPAs that I could find, and I'm telling you, that's one of the best that there is. I mean, See, I think I think like since it's been enough time since they've been sold, I need to pick up a hundred or not a hundred twenty, but a, but a ninety minute. And the just, ninety is, is just yeah, the ninety because that's like one of the best IPAs. It really is fantastic. It's See, fantastic. I, I came from an industry before doing the distillery that was a consolidation industry, the funeral mm-hmm. cemetery industry, big consolidation industry, small mom and pop shops that get bought by. You know, the largest and they don't let anybody know, too. They're very sneaky about right. that. And, yeah. and they try to keep the locals. And there's a good way to do it and a bad way to do it where, you know, you, you buy out the locals and you get rid of the local shops. You make, keep one name on for yeah. a, a consultation right. fee, whatever. And you still call it but, Joe's Funeral Shop or right, something to then, make it uh, seem local. Yeah, yeah, but then all the operations of the four or five shops that go go into a central place. And that's, you know, the difference between like AB and uh, 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 Boston Beer Company where – you know, they take the, the the operations, and I don't know if they do it for all of them, so don't take this as gospel, but they take some of the operations out of the local shop and move it to the major factory production, mm-hmm. and they keep some of the labels, you know, so they can make more of the stuff that mm-hmm. is unique to them. Um, so there's some good stuff and some bad stuff. You know, they, they make more of the really good stuff and and a lot more of the other stuff, but it becomes kind of gen- generic, mm-hmm. genericized. Is that what a word? Yeah, That's a word Genericized. Right, yeah. Write That's that into your uh, uh, dictionaries <laughs> at home. Yeah. If uh, you type it in and say <laughs> add spelling, it'll, it won't yeah, correct exactly. it. Yeah. It, it exists exactly. suddenly. <laughs> um, but, and, and, you know, there, there's that kind of, um, there, there's that kind of balance of keeping the local and doing what the local does more, does well and more of it. And then getting the other stuff and kind of, you know, just increasing the distribution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then there's the bad way to do it where you like hollow it out and bring everything into the factory and it becomes just a, a, a name and a faceplate. Add and a little rice. Well, it, it, yeah. <laughs> and it, it becomes, uh, uh, it, it kind of uh, uh, saps the, the, the vibrancy of the industry. And it's, uh, anyway, I have strong opinions on it myself. And if any major consolidator wants to call me, my phone number is on our <laughs> See, website. That's the and thing, I would right? Absolutely, have love to have this conversation with you. I guys. can't. I can't promise you <laughs> that if you know, I still call them Clear Channel, <laughs> I Hurt Radio. Uh, if, if, if those guys, if those guys came and offered us a whole bunch of money for smoking and toasting, much as I hate their whole business model, I can't tell you we would turn that down. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's you know? that's difficult. Yeah. I, if, if somebody came and offered me a big dump truck full of money to sell the distillery, like I'd, I'd, I'd consider it. I'd reluctantly probably do it if it was a big enough dump truck. But you know how many, how much more bourbon I could make? Yeah. If I had uh-huh. like 
just all the time on my hands right. and a dump truck full of money. Right. I go exactly. open up another distillery and yeah. I'm like, exactly. like that and running and, from my boat. And then was the birth of New Humble Distillery. <laughs> <laughs> new Humble Distillery. A whole I like new it. concept. You may need to go and get that uh, website name right now. Right now. The new obnoxious distillery. Well, we we have we have been able to confirm. I love that. Obnoxious from the New Humble Distillery. I love it. Uh, we have been able to confirm uh, layoffs from uh, Carbach here in Houston. Uh, from Blue Point Brewing in New York. And uh, that was confirmed by LinkedIn Post from former workers. Hmm. Craft Beer Daily is reporting there have been layoffs, uh, and these are all AB owned. Uh, there have been uh, layoffs at uh, Lexington, Virginia based Devil's Backbone and at Wicked Weed in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, Brewbound has learned of employees at Chicago based Goose Island and Miami based Winwood Brewing and Visa Sur also affected. Uh, it's kind of unclear. How many? But Brewers Collective, which is what AB calls their craft arm, uh, is uh, is about twenty breweries hmm. across the country that they manage to buy during their buying spree. So it'll be interesting. Be very interesting to see what happens. But we'll, what we like to refer to as the macro craft. The macro craft, macro exactly craft. right. It's like that's how I wrote it in my notes. Mm-hmm. AB lays off macro craft employees. Yeah. Now, that also means uh, there's a lot of good talent out there if uh, people well, want to start new breweries. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and and who knows? Maybe we'll see a new you know, the, little the, the consulting blueprints changing a little bit stuff. too because I think the idea of the local brewery that just serves the local is is just blossoming right now and i'm sure right uh i'm like instead of trying to have you know as big a distribution as you can distributing uh locally and and just being a destination for the neighborhood Mm -hmm. is is becoming quite the thing yeah Mm -hmm. if you can if you if you are in a large enough local market and you can produce to your local market and sell to your local market you can do well Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can do well enough that you can raise the profile of your uh, operation yeah. Ian, to uh, show up on the radar of the big big guys. Ian and I were over at um, Platypus Brewing yeah. uh, yesterday having a cigar and enjoying some food and some beers. They looked like they were doing pretty well on a Sunday well. afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was pretty impressed. And boy, those chicken wings were good. Holy <laughs> man. Holy. Yeah, their food is, is fantastic. <laughs> it there. really is. And the beer, we were talking about it just before we went on the air. They they had a, it's not available in storage, but they had a Kolsch on outrageous. tap. That was so, so good. So good. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. <clears throat> so uh, speaking of beers, we'll be trying some on this show in addition to the bourbon from Eureka Heights here like in our own beer. backyard. Uh, they have a golden ale, which I believe is new, called Mr. Bloomtastic. Oh, yeah. And so we'll be trying that. You, you, you're you nodding. You've had that before, oh, yeah. haven't you? <laughs> so we'll be getting into Mr. Bloomtastic here. Also from NOLA Brewing Company, which is uh, one of my personal favorites. I love those yeah. guys. Uh, we'll be trying there because it is, uh, you know, we're still kind of hanging on with both hands to Imperial February. We'll try there. Uh, uh, walk down that hill, Imperial IPA. And then from Founders Brewing Company, uh, we had such fun with the ice cream waffle uh, uh, stout that we had last last week uh, it was sort of a a breakfasty dessertish. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of going back in that direction with Founders Brewing Company's French Toast Bastard. It's the uh, bourbon barrel aged Scotch ale, mm-hmm. uh, which is supposed to have notes of French toast. So we'll look forward to that. Uh, we'll see if we I'd can... like to tell you that I haven't tried that either. Yeah, I wish you, I wish you could. <laughs> but but hey, you can you can still uh, you know if you it's can... if it's something from Founders, especially one of their one bastards. Of their... I love the Dirty Bastard. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. I love Scotch ale anyway. But yeah, 
Uh, but you know, I've probably tried it. I figured, I figured <laughs> I've probably it was gotten like in there. You figured can tell them like whatever. <laughs> so we'll get to that. We'll get to Old Dumble's uh, uh, brand new bourbon, and we're very excited about trying that. Uh, we also will have drinking news on the show. Our drinking news teaser headline for today. I'm your mayor, and I approved this message. Okay. And we'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. Right now, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be uh, doing our very first sampling of some of the bourbon from uh, uh, Old Umble. And we'll find out if Ian's had an opportunity to smoke anything interesting this week. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our program's all about craft beer, fine (laughs) spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We'll talk about all three when we come back. Welcome back. It is smoking and toasting, or as they call us in Mexico, smoking e toasting. We're glad to uh, be a part of your day today, and thank you for joining us. You're a as cunning we, linguist, sir. As, yes, I've had that said about me. Uh, as as uh, as far as uh, the show today goes, I, I'm just we've had Joe on uh, several times as we established earlier, but I was really excited that you were coming back because we've always had a good time with you. You've not only is your booze really really good, but uh, but uh, you're you're one of our. I would I would put you in the category of being one of our favorite guests well thank you for so, a good time call old Umble. that's that's right and uh and I'm, and I'm sorry to admit to you that that puts you in a category with chris hart and and alan denny but uh, <laughs> oh, you know, somebody has to share right? i've heard good things about yeah. those guys and, i'd love and, to meet them both and i think docs, i've met chris before docs we got to get docs back on the show i think he has something docs new so coming far. So we may get him back on the show here before too long. So we'll look forward to that. Ian, I know we had a crazy week. I know I uh, got you to help me with some things I needed moved yesterday. And I know you smoked a cigar after that. But I wonder, uh, what what have you had this week? So I actually smoked uh, a new cigar that you gave me. But Uh I'm not talking about that one. It was also quite good, by the way. Oh, good. Um, good. But I stopped today and uh, bought myself. And AJ Fernandez, oh, New see, World Dorado. He, oh, see now, I Ooh. talked about this a while back, and you're going into some good territory here. My <laughs> <friend>. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, uh, I picked up the Robusto, five and a half by fifty-two size. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wrapper is Habano Sun Grown in Nicaragua. This is a Nicaraguan puro, so mm-hmm. everything from Nicaragua, and I think almost all from the same farm. I think so. Uh, at the... least, at least uh, from no more than a two, I think of his of his farms. Right. I think a little so, bit of the filler may have come from one of his other farms. But. Right. So the appearance on this golden brown, gorgeous golden brown wrapper, smooth and leathery to the touch, uh, golden New World band and gold footer on it. Medium firmness overall. The prelate sniff. I got barnyard. I got mocha. I got dark fruit. Uh, the prelate draw. I used a punch. Had a medium draw on it. Uh, sweet and tingly on the lips. Uh, creamy sweetness and dark fruit going on with the prelate draw. The initial light. Oh. Was a Nicaraguan pepper blast. <laughs> yes. Ooh. See, now I'm I, feeling the fact that we don't have a song yeah, for it. See, All right, just I, think if we had a song, right? Okay. It, it, okay. it could come in right here. It'd be wonderful. I may have to find a cigar and debut that at 333. Oh, that, wouldn't that be great? That would be amazing. Hmm. By the way, and we haven't uh, affirmed this yet, but we're going to be asking John Egan to come to the show and play the show open. The uh, show oh, open theme can, live. Yeah, I could just so, give him a call. Yes. I, I don't know about y'all, but I can hear the theme song. Already. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It, it, it's already for Nicaraguan pepper. Oh, yeah, it's just right oh, there. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. love it. It's good. Nice. It's I'm good. thinking of kind of a thrashy thing. You know, it needs to be kind of heavy, right? Yeah, because yeah. it's a pepper blast. Because it's pepper yeah, blast. It kind of has to have kind of a Latiny theme to it too. Ooh, I like yeah, that. Because it's Nicaraguan. I like that. You know? That, there's a nice heavy idea. Latin, maybe a flamenco <laughs> guitar, and then the band Puya. Yes. Yeah. They kind of blend that metal and. Have you ever heard the band Who? H U. 
Not the Who, but uh, H-U. I've heard of. I don't. Yeah, know you got to check them out on YouTube. Awesome. It's, it's just, yeah, it's noted. A, it's a little mind blowing. From but New anyway, Jersey. Uh, I, I know they're from like like Russia or someplace. They're okay. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. I, I think they may be like from Poland or Ukraine or something. No, somewhere in, in the Baltic states. But uh, anyway, so, I, I digress. How was that cigar? So after the Nicaraguan pepper blast, uh, in which in which I got the notes of pepper backed by peppery pepper, stuffed with pepper and yes. topped with pepper. And campfire. That's a real Nicaraguan pepper. Yeah, it blast. sounds like pepper. Yeah, it was it was peppery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you guys didn't get that from it, it was a, there were notes of pepper. Yes. Uh, the first third of this, I got uh, sea salt and cayenne with leather and oak, slight lime and mineral at the back of the palate. Sumptuous silky smoke makes for great smoke rings. Retro hail is crushed red pepper and oak with a kiss of raisin, solid ash, good burn. You'll see that in this picture right here. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, second third of this bit of uh, pretzel bread appears and makes residence along with the cayenne and dark fruit notes. Um, mocha weaves throughout, sometimes more pronounced, sometimes less. Sea salt and sweetness is reminiscent of uh, salted caramel. Earthy and leathery notes remain constant, and the oaky flavors move closer to cedar with a citrus twang. Uh, a slightly bitter mineral aftertaste lingers after each puff, but in a good way. Uh, retro hail is red pepper and cedar with a touch of fruit solid ash perfect burn um the last third of the cigar earth takes over some of the spicy pepper and brings uh more sweet almost nutty notes to the forefront pretzel shifts to a savory bread flavor salted caramel and uh, mocha remain prevalent followed by lime and mineral aftertaste retro hail is spicy earth and sweet cedar with a distinctive fruity note solid ash perfect burn what a great cigar yeah, eleven dollars like for this yeah. cigar. Wow, for eleven bucks. For eleven bucks, that's a whole I gave lot it a going 5. on. Five point five. This is definitely right. punching a little above its weight class, and the complexity and the ride through the complexity was amazing. Yeah, I will tell you, uh, if you're having a drink with this, it needs to be something pretty stout. This is, <laughs> it's a, I think it's medium, but it's definitely on the bigger medium side. Yeah, uh, and it's so complex. Yes, so many things going on that that it's worth sitting down and paying attention to this one. You and I yeah. agreed. I just went back and looked <clears> at my notes from when I talked about this cigar a month or two ago in the show um you and i had a very similar experience with one exception What's i point out in mine and it just goes to show you how different people can, can get perceive different things, things differently yeah. right but i actually went to uh, links in mine to point out that i was expecting but did not get a nicaraguan pepper blast oh interesting that there was pepper i say in my notes there was definitely pepper but it wasn't what i could because I, I was expecting you know boom because the regular new world line I mean, that's all NPB when you get right, take right, those right. first few pops, right? Uh, but you got one in a big way, so it's just yeah. It's no, just this was this was all Pepper Blast at the very beginning of this, and it was it was really nice. I really enjoyed this. I'll uh, I'll be picking up more of these. As it's I, as it's well on. worth it. I think that AJ believes that's his crowning achievement so far. He that's it's, it's a it's, pretty beastly cigar. cigar. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed and it. He's, wow. And he's done a lot of great ones. So uh, I did uh, something this week that I tried for the first time. Uh, and it's something been out a little while, but I not thought long. you did that in college. I did, yeah. Well, yeah, but I was, <laughs> but I was broken. I needed the money, so, uh, so I, you know, you know, colleges. Uh, no, uh, I, I tried one I hadn't had before. It was, it's the Rocky Patel Disciple. I had I yeah, smoked yeah. the Toro. Yeah. So first thing to point out about the Disciple is the packaging is beautiful. And here's where I feel kind of it, like I'm. I'm it is gorgeous. Yeah. Because I know Adam will have. Uh, a picture of it kind of supered up on, on the screen if you're watching the video, kind of like, you know, when you're watching John Oliver and he 
does something and there's a picture of you know Joe Biden with a party hat on or something. You know, it's something that's kind of how it feels watching these back and seeing Adam putting these pictures up. But uh, anyway, there is the gorgeous packaging of the Rocky Patel Disciple. And it made me think, you know, Rocky Patel's gone from a very basic style of packaging early on in the line to some of the most elaborate and beautiful that exist today in the but cigar very, industry. But very, very tasty looking. Not, yeah. oh, not yeah. ostentatious. No, no they're not in, over the top. No. Yeah. Uh, not clownish. You, you might know. remember the original release of The Edge. I don't think it had a band at all. <laughs> right. And Originally they, no band And whatsoever. then they started putting a band on the foot. Just the foot. And now if you buy an Edge, that band has moved up to the kind of normal mm -hmm. uh, band slot. But, uh, but again... Uh, and even uh, the uh, what we, the vintage line, mm -hmm. tasteful, but very simple, very basic yeah, yeah. kind of uh, uh, bands. But as the company has grown, so is the scope of the packaging. The Rocky Patel Disciple, honestly, is one of the most sleek and gorgeous band designs that I've ever seen on a cigar. Long, dark sleeve at the foot of the cigar, shiny orange footer band, and then a beautifully embossed goldish orange band. Uh, near the head. It's mm -hmm. rolled with a Mexican San Andres wrapper, uh, and it uses exclusively Nicaraguan tobacco for the binder and filler. It almost seemed a shame to take the sleeve off because it was so pretty. Uh, but I wouldn't have been, you know, it would have been more of a shame not to have smoked it. So uh, off it went. The cigar itself was also quite gorgeous. Dark brown, relatively smooth, just a few veins and nicely packed. I used a punch and I checked the cold draw, earth, coffee, and chocolate mm -hmm. on the cold draw. I was so so. I'm I'm looking at my notes on this cigar, yeah. and barnyard, earth, coffee, and chocolate. Okay, is what I so put down. Yeah, yeah. so the only like, thing I didn't get was like a right barnyard. There. Yep. Uh, I was <laughs> I was really excited about this cigar, so I toasted it with the lighter and took the first puff. And has as has been the case with a number of Nicaraguan cigars that I've smoked recently, I did not get a Nicaraguan pepper blast. Did you get one? I did not. Not on this. this okay. Is, I'll, 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 let, I'll let you read yours. Uh, there, there was a hint of pepper, but the more dominant notes were similar to what I got on the pre-light. Earth, chocolate, coffee, and a bit of a hint of uh, dried fruit is what I got. Nice. Okay. Second third gave me the impression that the chocolate and coffee notes had sort of merged into more of a mocha vibe. That's a subtle difference, but I did notice it. Either that or I'm completely out of my mind. Earth and dried fruit remained uh, and to a lesser extent and a hint of cedar and pepper on the retrohale. I got a bit of oakiness in the final third, which replaced the cedar, but the mocha note was still the most prominent. The Disciple started uh, at just under medium bodied and finished at probably medium to full. It definitely increased as it smoked the uh, strength and body of the cigar. Construction was quite good. Burn line was a little jagged at times, but overall behaved nicely. I did touch it up once uh, as it burned near one of the veins, but there was uh, no penalty whatsoever, no uh, detectable harshness. The first ash held on for about an inch and a half. Uh, and you know, the longer I smoke cigars, the more I appreciate complexity more than any other characteristic yeah. uh, of whatever it is I'm smoking. Although the flavors of the Disciple didn't change a great deal as it smoked, the the complexity of the way that they blended was really my favorite thing about this cigar. Rocky's DBS line, which was released at the same time as the Disciple, got a lot of attention. And the Disciple, I think, flew under the radar a, a little more. Uh, <coughs> and uh, let's do at least a little something here to correct that now. Disciple is totally, totally worth your time and a bit of your smoking budget. It's a beautiful, nicely complex cigar that I totally enjoyed. At $12 to $13 a stick, it's not cheap. 
But given cigar prices these days, you can certainly find a whole bunch of things that are priced higher. The Disciple at 12 to 13 delivers. I would recommend it for experienced smokers and maybe for those that like milder bodied smokes, but they're looking for, you know, a step in that direction and it won't overpower you. I'd say you guys try it as well. Price to quality for me, for the Rocky Patel, Disciple Toro, uh, a very solid 5.5. Exactly what I gave it. Oh my gosh, that's talking great. points. I don't, uh, I don't remember. Mocha, so. Dark fruit, um, the the sweetened coffee, like all these things. Yeah, we got we got a lot of the same things out of well, that's, that's awesome. kind of cool. That lets me know that I'm not completely out of my mind. <laughs> See, <laughs> I, I love coming here and listening to y'all give your tasting notes on the cigars because yeah, I, I I I smoke a cigar once a month, once every couple of months. And, and I, I get the different flavors, but I don't pay close enough attention. And it, it strikes me how remarkably different the cigar you smoked with the peppery blast versus right. the, the, the more mellow, earthy, grainy Even though both cigar. of them were Nicaraguan tobacco. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah so, and uh, see, I'm sitting here thinking yours would go really good with a full-bodied, robust rye or a mm -hmm. single malt mm -hmm. scotch or maybe mm -hmm. a rice whiskey. And yours would be more of a mellowed, longer-aged rye or right, a right. bourbon that uh, that has that complexity of flavors in so it. You're, you're getting and, the hand and I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, <laughs> these cigars... What kind of what kind of whiskey would I pair with the whiskey and cigar pairings? Ooh, so, there's like a pair. You don't just drink the whiskey so and smoke the cigar. You do what, a thing with it. Here's what we need to do, <laughs> Ian. I think we need to get a, uh, a we need to do a, an annual show that is all about pairings, and we need to have Joe on. We need to have some uh, maybe some other uh, people who are really sharp with whiskey, and have some cigar guys on mm -hmm. to talk about what they. You know, starting with the cigar, what do they pair? You know, and I, th I think it would be interesting to do a, a whole show that's just about pairings. Yeah. Well, and of course, you we'd know, be drinking and, and smoking, so how great would it be? You yeah, know? We put on an event that was all about whiskey, that. All yeah, yes, stuff. we did. The whiskey sniff. The whiskey sniff, you yeah. know, and this is this is an idea that uh, I developed with my brother where uh, I would sit and I would light a cigar and get about just past the first bit of it mm -hmm. where you got it really in your palate. And then I would go inside and just look at my whiskey collection. I would just grab a bottle, take a sniff, and keep doing that until I found the one. Like, you know it when mm -hmm. you smell it. It's interesting how your nose just, like, once you have that flavor yeah. in your palate, you know your nose knows it. And that is what the whiskey sniff is supposed to be about. And sometimes the logistics of it made it a little less of that than we wanted. But uh, but the idea would be you'd get there, you'd uh, you know turn in your ticket, you'd get your little bag of cigars, you'd light one up, and then you'd go around the area where all of the uh, distillers the and, and different yeah. people had their stuff available, and you'd sniff and choose what you wanted to take. We're we're still working to kind of like improve that idea just a little bit and bring about you know the pandemic brought about the pause of the whiskey sniff, uh, but we would love to bring it back. Yep. So in fact, I've been talking a little bit with our friends. Uh, that have been mentioned several times on the show, uh, uh, Chris uh, Hart and, Chris Alan, and Alan Denning, yeah. about uh, about doing something together with them for the Whiskey Sniff. So we'll see if we can bring that back. We'd love to take it to other cities also besides just having it in Houston. So, uh, all right. We got a, a bottle of bourbon that is just sitting there calling my name, it's, and I haven't tasted talking. it before. But I, I distinctly heard it. And While I was trying to give my cigar review, I distinctly heard it calling my name. <laughs> and, and, and even if you have had it before, mm -hmm. you haven't you, it, it, you haven't had this before. Okay, it is entirely different than what it was the first time we released. Okay, it. well, I'm super excited. Let's uh, let's let's dig in and and try some of this now. So this is a re-release then of the Boomtown Bourbon. Is that right? Yes. 
tell he's been on the show before. He knows how important that moment is. Yeah. The sound effect so, moment. Yeah. yeah. So this is our Boomtown bourbon, the mm-hmm. flagship bourbon uh, of the Old Humble Distilling Company. Right. It is uh, 72% corn. Uh, malted barley and rye make up the balance of the grain bill. We age it six to nine months in five-gallon casks, which gives it the equivalent of five to seven years in a barrel. Okay. Um, and, and at some point, you decided you wanted to kind of like reboot this, correct? Right, right, right. So this is our fourth, uh, our fourth batch <clears throat> of our Boomtown bourbon. It was made uh, 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 fourth batch of Boomtown bourbon. The first two batches... Uh, were made up in Conroe. The third batch was made uh, in our old location in Humble. And all three of those batches used municipal water. This is the first batch that we've used that use our uh, water that we use collected from uh, rainwater at our new oh. facility. So the water is literally delivered by God above uh, straight to us where we turn it into whiskey. Mm. Um so, uh, so you're doing God's work is basically absolutely, what you're saying. Absolutely okay. doing God's gotcha. work. Uh, it's uh, the spirit shall... In you, now, uh, I, I want to I like that idea. Uh, not, not. Uh, the thing was before the last time you came out. Me and my wife went up to Humble area. We were like, you know what? Let's just go up there. Uh, old Humble Distillery is up there, and Genius is up there, and a few other things. There's apparently a skating rink that we stopped and there's skated a, at. There's an old skating rink. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I spent many a day in the 1980s so in that skating rink. We pulled up to where uh, at that time we pulled up to where it said that your uh, distillery was, and it wasn't there. Right. So I called the number. And I got you. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but, you know, and we chatted for me like, oh, it's not there anymore. I moved it down the road, but it's not open yet. And uh, and I was like, oh, OK. And then my wife looked across the street and went, well, there's a skating rink right there. So let's go skate. I was like, OK. <laughs> so when we got done skating, we were like we were thinking, OK, let's go somewhere and have a drink. And then you called us back. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, are you still in the area? I said, yes. He goes. I'm going to bring my sister to show her the new distillery. Do you want to meet me over there? I was like, nice. sure. So we got mm-hmm. to meet you and your sister and hang out for a few minutes and check it out. But it wasn't even like you literally just tossed everything in there. Right. Mm-hmm. And just had the space so far. So that was pretty exciting to do. Well, thanks. Uh, and we're still we're still in the process of finishing out the build out and getting everything up to snuff and ready to uh, uh uh, changeover and, and everything, but we're working on it. You know, it's a long process. Yeah. And uh, after the freeze, all the prices for contracting shot through the roof. So we're going to do the build out ourselves. Uh, just everything is more when you're opening a business and starting uh, your own shop, everything's more expensive than you think it was going to be. It takes longer than you think it's going to take. It's just uh, you, you roll with the punches and you do what you need to do. And I, I did something that you usually do. Usually I'm talking and you start the research early. Yeah. While you were talking about your story about uh, about meeting him out there at the distillery, I was doing a little research and I'm already pretty excited about this bourbon. <laughs> um, I got a few words to toss out after my one sip. Mm-hmm. I want to say silky, like chocolate mousse, mm-hmm. buttery, Definitely and buttery. a little cinnamon mm-hmm. and some mineral. There's love all those things thank you yeah yeah really good so my question is was this deliberate in other words the change from your um, from what your last uh, bourbon was like was it a decision to do something different or is it how it came out when you changed water and other things for other reasons a little bit of both okay uh in the new location so the history of umble is that it's an old oil town mm-hmm. uh umble oil became Represented Exxon by eventually. your logo yeah um over the years, it became Exxon from Humble Oil to Exxon over many uh, uh, iterations. 
Eventually, we will all be owned by Exxon. Yeah, eventually, so. one way or another. Uh, but in the old, old, old days, they had open oil storage pits. Mm-hmm. And that open oil storage pit, literally just a trench in the ground, several football fields wide, several football fields long, where they just left oil. And, you know, they'd pump it back out in the trucks and they'd go. Uh, well, over time, that seeps into the groundwater. And uh-huh. uh, the well water kind of tastes sulfury. It's gross. We don't use well water uh, at all. And the new location isn't attached to the municipal setup, so we use uh, rainwater. Nice. And so it's, uh, I, I didn't want to use municipal water. Definitely didn't want to use the well water. Uh, but the rainwater is crystal clear and delicious. We drink it. Uh, I drink it at the distillery as the water that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, uh, UV filtered, reverse osmosis filtered, and reverse osmosis filtered again. So how how do you guys collect it? Uh, four 10,000-gallon tanks. Wow. And so you, do, you, do you use, like, screens? Do you use uh, – in other words, how do you – when it rains, how, where does the water go? It comes off the go? roof of the building into, you know, through Sweet. several uh, screen filters and mm-hmm. into them. Uh, into the tanks. Awesome. And then the tanks goes from the tanks to the UV filter, reverse osmosis, reverse osmosis again, and then uh, then you have drinking water and whiskey water. Want to talk a little Mm -hmm. bit more about this bourbon when we come back? We'll also uh, uh, do a little beer tasting coming up, and uh, we haven't haven't got to everything. We do have uh, some cigars to tell you about that are about to hit the market or may have just hit the market. It's our segment called Cigars to Watch For, and we'll do that coming up. Spoken and Toasted. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. We're trying to find spirit right now, and we were just uh, we were just talking a little bit during the break with Joe uh, Breda from Old Humble Distilling, and they have uh, kind of rebooted their uh, bourbon. And the last one, I, I you know, I, I do remember liking it, uh, but wow, this is. Uh, this is a step in a really good direction, Joe. And thank you. And it's uh, it's a uh, there's something about how were you describing it a moment ago, Ian? So the the one the things that came into my mind like right off the bat were there's a there's a silky quality and a buttery quality to it, and then there's kind of a chocolatey like but silky chocolate kind of French moussey kind of thing happening to it, um, and then. Um, and then on, on top of beyond that, there's a cinnamon that just rolls across the whole top of this. So this is yep. like this is like imagine a chocolate mousse with cinnamon on top and just right. and, and and the butteriness is, is this so good. And the aftertaste on this is so pleasant. Like right. I could just linger on the aftertaste for a while. I don't I, and almost no heat whatsoever. I don't want to uh you know pigeonhole it as this. But for those who are out to dinner and they say, oh, I think I'll drink my dessert, this would be a wonderful, like, wrap up the evening uh, after after a really good meal because it's got just that inherent sort of delicious sweetness to it. And it's got uh, really uh, – it's it would be a fine close off the evening instead of having, you know, a port or, or something like that. This would be a wonderful – uh, way to drink your dessert if you if you if you choose to do that. You know? I personally believe any way of yeah. finishing the evening is better than a port, but yeah, uh, that's my <laughs> that's my personal preference. Uh, so you mentioned that you guys uh, have these big uh, uh, things that you collect the uh, rainwater in these big uh, what did you call them big uh, uh, rain tanks? Rain yeah, tanks, forty thousand gallon tanks or four ten thousand gallon tanks. Yeah, is is the water the rainwater? Would you say that's the reason why this 
uh, is so outstanding? Is that Th that's a big part of it? Uh, this is uh, a ninety proof whiskey, so it's forty five percent ABV, which means uh, you know more than half of it is water, mm -hmm. and that water that water makes a difference. You know, the last thing that we do is take it from one hundred and twenty proof when we bring it out of the barrel and bring it you know one hundred twenty five hundred fifteen to one hundred thirty proof somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, when we pull it out of the barrel, we add water to it to bring it down to ninety proof. So the last thing that goes into this is the water. Well, when can... do we get a barrel proof? Eventually, maybe. <laughs> you can uh, taste it's, though. It's not high on my list of things to do. <laughs> Noted. Uh, but can... maybe one day eventually. You can we'll taste the water though. And what, what I mean by that is the minerality of the water. It's, it's one of the things that is brilliantly um, uh, noticeable. Uh, in this, as you're sifting through the butteriness and the cinnamon, the other the other notes that you mentioned, there's a real wonderful minerality that just makes you feel like you're drinking the cleanest, coolest water. You know, <laughs> there's like a note like uh, in the retro hail too. There's like a little note of like orange zest too that just mm -hmm. yeah. just barely kisses. Yeah, it's, it's got a summer. lot of complexity to it, but it's but it's still very approachable. It's not a uh, that's why I was saying it'd be a, be a good for drinking your dessert because it's just it's very approachable. You can just kind of sip and enjoy. It don't, you don't have to like prepare yourself for each sip. You know, I've always said that that if you have to prepare your if you have to work your way to the bottom of the glass, you're doing it wrong. Get a different whiskey, <laughs> get a different yeah. drink, yeah. do yeah. something right. else, do something cause, different. Because you it, it, this is a recreational does, drug. Yeah. You how, should be able to recreate this, and not work. How does this yes. open up with water? Uh, pretty well. Pretty well. I like it on the. You get, does it change the flavor a lot, or does it get not a, not a tremendous uh, amount? Okay. I prefer it with a couple of cubes of ice or one big cube, because that cools it down, adds a little bit of water, opens it up a little bit. It, it makes it uh, a little bit sweeter, a little bit easier to drink. Oh, nice! But you know, and it's already it, like it's really easy to drink to begin with. But mm -hmm. it just it's the difference between a, a, a ten minute drink and a five minute drink. Oh, <laughs> Ian, real quick, because we got a uh, we got a bump to break here. Uh, you just poured us a little bit of this. Uh, a little bit of this beer this, from this uh, bright golden nail is bursting with golden promise ooh. malt and mosaic hops. That wonderful combination blossomed into a beer mm. perfect for all your spring spring related activities. Is what we'll it says on talk that. about this a little more when we come back because this is like I felt like I'm drinking a, a green apple here. This is <laughs> really <laughs> awesome. Very. Delightful. We will be right back. It is smoking and toasting. Uh, we're all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. We'll be right back. Welcome back into Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. As Ian pulls the price tag off of our next beer. Uh, that's just, I, I've told you, my wife does this thing where when she, she goes to H-E-B to shop for the week's groceries, she like fills one of those onesie uh, six-packs from the beer department, and she loves trying to bring back something that i've never something had you've never seen right yeah yeah and she gets all excited if, if the whole six-pack is stuff i've never tried before so do you uh, do you smile and humor and say yeah i haven't had any of these yet honey. there's no well no this no this is but, great thank you but but i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> smile regardless because she's bringing me beer so yeah there's a the more i sip this whiskey like the more things i keep pulling out of it and there's almost 100%. a um there's almost a sherbet kind of thing going on in there too. Like it's so interesting. Well, I, I don't know so if many I got that. I may, I may have to have a little uh, more. Yeah, to we try might, that. we might have to do we'll some more research. I noticed you haven't said anything about the flavors. You're like, uh -huh. I don't. 
No, uh-huh. no. Normally I don't, on, and I do that on purpose because uh, when I see tasting notes or something, they're very subjective. Right. They're very As subjective and very influential. And everyone's got taste. You know, I, I always make the joke that if I tell you it tastes like peaches, you're going to find peaches. Right. Right. You're going to seek it out and try to find it. You might even so, move into the country and eat you a lot of peaches. Maybe. Maybe that's so. true. That's true. So I try when people ask me what it tastes like, I pour them a drink and give it to them and ask them what it tastes like because it's more. It's more interesting to me to find out what they taste than it is for me to tell them what I taste. Well, because I could taste something entirely different. My palate is not as just as as a tasty note that I'm going to throw out there. Apparently, your whiskey goes pretty well with Golden Promise Malt (laughs) and Mosaic Cops because this Mr. Boombastic, along with your whiskey, is pretty darn good together. Because you see, I'll tell people it tastes like you know, it tastes like sitting around a campfire and telling lies to each other. It it tastes like uh, uh, it tastes like a a campout in. Burnett, Texas. Uh, that's because that was the last time I, you know, the well, one of the first right. times I had it was, uh, yeah, I made a bottle and we went camping. Uh, yeah. It tastes like that. It tastes like it tastes like Pikes Peak because I had a flask on Pikes Peak and I had a I had some Boomtown at the top of the world. See, this is this nice. is what it's, but see, this is what it's all about. <laughs> the whole reason we do this show is because we want to encourage people. If you're going to have something to drink, if you're going to have a a cigar, if you're going to have a, a craft beer or or, or a bourbon. Or tequila, whatever it is, experience it. Don't make just it drink it. Experience it. Can be it. your own that personal small event, about. but make it an event. It tastes good yeah. neat. It tastes good on the rocks. It tastes good in a, co- in a cocktail, but it tastes better with friends. One of my Always favorite things to do is to smoke a special occasion cigar for no special occasion at all. Yeah, it's just Tuesday. Go, That's it's a great Tuesday. I'm going for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and by the way, just as an aside, to the three of you out there that got my music reference uh, uh, a few minutes ago, <laughs> you are my people. What? And I love you. The who? Yeah. Going to the <laughs> No, no, the going to the country and eat a lot of peaches. Oh, that music you. reference. Yeah, All right. yeah. Yeah, because because if I'd done the who, a whole bunch of people would have got it. But when you do the what were they? Not the presidents, who. the presidents of the United States of America. <laughs> Is that who? It was? Yeah, that's I who it was. Yeah, yeah. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna be ringing that many memory bells. Man, for I people. was around in the '90s, and I remember you couldn't get away from that song for oh, a while. Well, oh uh-huh. yeah, I know. And uh, I think there was just something about it that that it was kind of like the Chumbawamba song. You know, you're oh, like, oh my god, god so get out of my head. Uh, <sighs> so anyway, uh, but that's a that's that's a really good beer. Really good beer. And it's crisp and delicious, and it does marry nicely with this uh, with this bourbon. Now, Joe, is this out now? If I buy a bottle at total, the store, Total Wines across the city of Houston. The next shipment is going to go to Total Wines across the rest of the state. Okay. Uh, Specs is going to be picking it up. Oh, Specs has us approved. We just need to get enough in the hands of our distributor to get them into the, Specs stores. Get them all the Specs awesome. stores, right. uh, and they're showing up in finer uh, finer apothecary shops. Near you, if you're. What does apothecary mean? A liquor store. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, they're a medicine store, but you know, it's a, I it's a liquor had, store. I always thought it had something to do with birds for some reason. Like that'd be an apiary store. Okay, that's what that's <laughs> why I was getting confused. Yeah. Not not to be confused with an ape store. No, apothecary. Apothecary originally was like mixing chemicals and yeah, making, it's you know, a chemist, compounds and a, a compound chemist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. a prescription whatever. But uh, yeah, you know, you think, get your local medicine. Think tinctures and beakers and snake oil yeah. and stuff. And, and, oh whiskey and, uh, and whiskey. <laughs> whiskey and bitters. Right. Yeah. All right. So. Oh, I forgot bitters. Yes. Yeah, because bitters was were the medicine. first tastures. Yeah. yeah that's right. Celery and bitters. And, tincture, right? And now we use it for other purposes. Now we're going to walk so. down that hill. Yeah. We're going to walk down that hill uh, to Hopville. Uh, uh, Imperial India Pale Ale with uh, Azaka, Cashmere, and Zythos hops. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh, it's cloudy. 
It says it pump is. your brakes and drive slow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, walk down that hill. Nola is, uh, there are a couple of breweries good. in Louisiana that I'm oh, absolutely crazy about. Yeah. Parish is one. Is so good. And Nola is Nola another. Is and Nola actually has a Houston, um, right here in our backyard, they have a Houston uh, brewery. You know, I heard that. I haven't been yeah, there yet. I haven't either, but uh, but I know they are New Orleans and that's, Houston is their uh, is their two locations. We so. need to make a destination. That's delightful. It's mm-hmm. got a nice like little citrusy. It's imperial though. I mean, you'll you'll it'll uh, it'll knock at you here in a moment. Yeah, it's got this. It's got a lot of high crispy flavor to it. Ian, is this Cruise. too? Is this too? You have been bringing. You have been bringing IPAs that are fantastic on this show. <laughs> and I used to say I don't like IPAs, but that's an IPA that I can drink. Now, let me go ahead and point out that your standard IPA um, is something I generally won't reach for. When I see Imperial or Double, mm-hmm. a lot of times I'll try that because mm-hmm. the malt's going to be more forward, things like that. But this is really, really good. Well, Nola yeah, doesn't it. disappoint. I'm telling you, this brewery is on it. They are on it. It's got this like lump in the back of it that you can like chew on. It's got it's this, really good. Uh, it's, it's, it's got, got a that, mouthfeel that's that's almost like you know, an orange juice. Yes, orange orange kind of mm-hmm. uh, uh, finish on it. I'm curious to see what it's going to do with this and, whiskey. And again, that's why I don't give tasty notes because I talked about like <laughs> this lump in the back of it that you chew on. It doesn't make any sense to anybody unless you're drinking it. And you're like, oh yeah, I see what you're talking about. <laughs> and, and it also goes. Is there anything your whiskey doesn't go well with? Nope. Because it, it goes well with this whiskey, nope. and that's a that's. A little tougher goes, to pair. It goes really good with a bar fight. It goes really good with uh, <laughs> with Netflix. It goes really good with everything. I mean, you know, it, it, you'll have to come up with a with a paraphrase of that old Homer Simpson line. One of my favorite lines ever from The Simpsons. When he looks at his can of beer and he says, "For his bottle of beer," he goes, "Beer." Is there anything it can't do? <laughs> right. That's kind of like your bourbon here. <laughs> now, I don't know if I'm just happy to be drinking beer, but uh, this is pretty dang good beer. Right? Well, again, we we really wanted to step up and make sure we were observing Imperial February in the correct manner. And even when we're a little past February, we can still continue to observe, just like those of you who, you know, maybe you're still in a Christmassy mood uh, once to, it's January. To be fair, today yeah. is still February. Well, actually, it's, when not, this, it's not when people hear this. Yeah, so. when this comes out, it won't be, but right. today when, is right. still February. When we're drinking it, it is still February. That's fair <laughs> and enough. And as far as they know, any time a show comes out, it's still February when you recorded it. And you could have recorded sure. all of these Absolutely. on the 28th. We're going to do the whole year in February <laughs> and just <laughs> release them <laughs> bit by bit. Just knock out 52 shows tomorrow yeah, and you're yeah, good. Yes, absolutely. Now, I will tell you, though, that Imperial February – was a reaction to dry January. Yes. Because people went through dry January, and I understand some people were may you aware of dry that. January? No. I had no idea that this no. even existed. I don't it understand It became more this. of a thing this year uh, for reasons I don't fully understand. Because did, I, did people I drink more in December? Is that well, what, that's, yeah, that's part of it. Like the, this particular December, did they drink that much more? No. Oh, I don't know if it's this particular. But quit, that is the theory, is that in December people drink more. I quit paying attention to all that when I heard Novembeaver. And I was like, nope, we're out. No I don't want to hear any more about this crap. No more. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I'm sure you can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. Let's let's stop swearing off the stuff. Let's just let's just moderation, yeah. people. All things in yeah. moderation. Yeah. Even and, moderation. And in and in February, <laughs> we've done Imperial uh ales in moderation. That's how we've done them. Yeah, even and, when I do my we moderated uh, more of them than usual, but yeah. <laughs> moderate the heck. And out even of when them. I talk about uh, talk about this on 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 my happy hour show that I do on YouTube, I talk about you know you know because we drink 
a lot. What is your happy shows. hour show on YouTube? How do you uh, find well, that? Well, we go live. We have a YouTube channel. Uh, we're pushing 17, Old Dumble, uh, Old Dumble Distilling uh, yeah. Company on YouTube. We're moving, marching towards 2,000 subscribers. We should hit it sometime in March when we hit 2,000 subscribers. Well, hey, man. We will give away a bottle after, of whiskey, by the way. So join after us. After this show comes out, you should have at least 2,010. There you go. <laughs> 2010. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, but we're like 1780 right now, some, somewhere in that neighborhood. But uh, you know, we do a weekly live happy hour show where we talk about various topics, whatever, and pour cocktails and a drink. What and time every, do you go live? Uh, we go live at 9 o'clock on Wednesday nights. Okay. Uh, and we'll probably <laughs> fire them back up in March. So they're, they're on hiatus at the moment. Yeah, I took February off because I'm tired. Because it's Imperial uh, February. You know, sure. Right? Sure. Gotta, uh, but I talk about the... It's, you know, it's no blog February. The, uh, <laughs> the copious consumption of alcohol. Because, you know, we're a liquor company, obviously. We want you to drink. We want you to drink. But we want you to drink responsibly because we want you to buy another bottle. And another bottle. And another right. bottle. Right. And, <laughs> and a lot of times when I talk to people and I'm not doing tastings, they're like, I had a bad experience. And they had a bad experience because they drank too much of that one liquor. First off, okay. you had it. You know which one I'm talking about because you had Let's it too. Let's pause for a minute. Uh, <laughs> First off, don't do shots. Yeah. No, no, there's like no shots. point in it. You know yeah. what sucks? Shots. Yeah. I don't care what you're drinking. Absolutely. When you do a shot of it, it sucks. Anything that you need to drink <laughs> that fast probably wasn't that tasty. Right? The difference is this. Like, exactly. It doesn't matter how good your whiskey is. If you take a shot of it, it kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, it's a Agreed. bad way to drink Agreed. it. It makes it taste bad. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, if you are going to do shots, don't do good whiskey. Drink Jim Beam or something like I, that. Right. Drink I remember. You don't have to taste yeah. Drink something that I sucks remember anyway. when my life changed because I tasted tequila that was good enough to sip instead of to oh, there you just go. throw there it are back. people that aren't aware of that. Oh, I know. In fact, almost anytime somebody tells you, yeah, no, I don't drink tequila. I had a bad experience. It, it wasn't sipping some fine Jose tequila. Cuervo it was, it was is not your friend. friend. That's right. And they woke up with an empty bottle. Jose yeah. Cuervo is not a friend of mine. <laughs> and, uh, and another thing that most people don't know, don't realize, is that when you're drunk, you're not fun. You're not interesting. No. It's no. really annoying to everybody else around you who isn't drunk. <laughs> so it's like, you know, moderation is good. One an hour. Yeah, take right. your time. Relax. Right. And, enjoy and enjoy the company. It. We keep talking about it. It's the experience. Speaking of. Have you gone back, and I don't know if I would have predicted this, have you gone back to the whiskey after drinking this Imperial IPA? Oh, that's what I said earlier. This Is, is there anything that this doesn't go with? Because right. it goes great. Okay, so caramel? Anyone? Like, I got caramel when I went back to the bourbon. Mm. Mm, I didn't get that, but I get a lot of orange. Mm. I'll take that it. That makes sense, yeah. Sure. That makes sense. Maybe I'd better try that again. Maybe I'm not getting, <laughs> maybe I'm not getting the right thing, and you need to hit me again there, uh, Mr. Bartender. Apparently, uh, uh, Nola Walk Down That Hill has uh, quite the evaporative properties. Really? Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. Just, to just evaporate Either that or there's cup. something wrong with my there's cup. There's a hole in the cup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Now I'm going back. Yeah, no, it's, but, it's, it's, it's really good. It also yeah, brings get, out some of the chocolate, almost like a candy. I'm telling you, caramel. Almost like a candied orange to me. Well, maybe... Mm. I maybe think we're I'm just getting like, a, good things. The maybe I'm getting like a chocolate orange. Like you remember when your grandmother used to make uh, those you know little orange peel things dipped in chocolate? Yep. A little bit of that maybe. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Wow. All right. Let me tell you about some cigars that are coming out that you might want to watch for. It's one of the things we like to do on the show because you know when you when you walk into the humidor, your favorite tobacconist. Sometimes it's a little overwhelming. You just look around and you go, what am I going to do? What's new? Or, or, or you wind up maybe just going for the same thing that you already have tried when you'd like to try something new. So here we go. <clears throat> Brand owner and musician 
Rafael Nadal has added another movement to his symphonic suite of aging room cigars. <laughs> nicely done. Uh, it, that wasn't me, though. I copied it out of Cigar Aficionado. But still, it was nicely done. Uh, anyway, it's being introduced uh, uh, late this month at the Tobacco Plus Expo trade show, uh, which is called, it's or it is called, rather, the Aging Room Cuatro Nicaragua Sonata. And the hmm. all Nicaraguan cigar is a line extension of the Aging Room Cuatro Nicaragua, which... Everything Fantastic. I've had from oh, that man. line, oh my god, so good, has been really, really good. So basically, they name these by drawing on the influences of different composers like Mozart and Schubert and Beethoven. Nadal is a pianist and violinist himself, very much into classical music, and wanted to create what he believed would be the cigar equivalent of a sonata. So let me ask you this again: If you're wanting to create the cigar equivalent of a sonata, and you're looking around at someone to help you. Do that. Someone to help you blend that. Who do you think he might have looked to, just out of curiosity? Oh, are you going to say, is it AJ? <laughs> it's AJ Fernandez. That, guy, yeah. that guy's on fire, man. He's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. uh, well, he also did the uh, Aging Room Cuatro Nicaragua, and uh, all, the, all the tobacco uh, in Sonata was grown on his farms, AJ's farms. But Nadal says Sonata's a bit lighter in body on account of the different seed varietals and uh, a longer fermentation uh, process. Anyway, it's made at AJ's factory. And uh, it is going to be available uh, shortly. Uh, all of the uh, preview stuff is done at the TPE trade show. And uh, that was actually just happened. So cigars should ship to retailers, they say, around the middle of March. Listen, um, so, as, oh, I'm sorry, go so ahead. when I think of a cigar that tastes like a Sonata, like in my head, my imagination immediately fires off. I think of like cherry and apple. With mm -hmm. like this earthy undertone to it, kind of a, a grassy, earthy like baseline, and then you know, like you know the violins and whatnot. Just they kind of come together and they merge into this other flavor of something. Else. I I want to try this cigar. I, I, I don't know I if it's going to taste like what I imagine it will taste like, <laughs> but, but I definitely want to try the cigar because I'm, I'm guessing, hearing yeah. I'm hearing one thing in my head, and I'm like imagining this other whole host of flavors in my mouth, and I. I I'm in. Yeah, absolutely. I and you know some. what? When when you smoke it, you'll pick up on whatever your taste buds and your brain are telling you. It's kind of like, you know how some songs are actually ruined by the music video? Because what you had in your brain was way cooler than what they put in the video. Sure. So sometimes you have to kind of do that with this. You know, it isn't necessarily about go read every review. It's about smoke it for yourself. Drink it for yourself. See what see what comes to you. It's uh, It's always... An experience hmm. and a journey, and that's what this is all about. We Absolutely. keep saying that over and over. If you're looking for a green cigar to pair with your green beer this St. Patrick's Day, Alec Bradley Cigar Company, we mentioned them earlier in the show, they are starting the celebration a little early, and this week they are releasing the Black Market Filthy Hooligan and the Filthy Hooligan Shamrock. These are both barber pole okay. cigars so, with candela in them for St. Patrick's right, right. Day. So two things. One, a green cigar... Mm -hmm. Can be really, really good. Yes. La Polina makes a great a candela. A lot of people, um, I think, are scared of them. But they used to be one of the most popular They were literally the most popular, popular one kind of the, at the beginning yeah. of the uh, 20th century. But mm -hmm. um, La Polina makes a great uh, candela. There's a few other companies that make fantastic candelas. But that Filthy Hooligan is absolutely outstanding. Yep. However... If your beer is green, do not drink it. Just go somewhere else. <laughs> I yep. totally so agree with that. If you find yourself drinking totally green beer, that. you have made some bad choices that evening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go Absolutely. make one more bad choice, get your jack-in-the-box tacos, and just call it a night. So I'll, Chances are they added blue food coloring to it. <laughs> so I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a quick little story. Um, I, 
the building that I live in, they do these happy hour things every so often where you go down to the party room and, you know, they've got one theme or another. They uh, they had one recently, and my wife and I went down, and we didn't stay long, didn't particularly. They had beers, and the best beer, usually they have some really good beers in there. Best beer I could find was a Miller Lite. So I was like, Ugh. well, I'm not going to drink nothing. But I picked up the beer, Kinda and then did. my wife says, you know, I don't think we need to stay. We can go back upstairs. So we went back upstairs. I put the Miller Lite in my beer fridge rather than throwing it away. My wife's like, why are you doing that? And I said, the night will come when I don't have anything else cold. That night was last night, and I drank a Miller Lite again for the first time in a long time. Uh, and my opinion remains unchanged. But uh, anyway, it was it was just interesting. I, I had a couple of other beers that I drank first that were in the fridge, and then I went to that, and I just remember thinking, I should have done this first. When I find you know, a macro the, brews, I yeah. use those for grilling. If yes. the canoes are rocking, ask and me the, about my light beer. <laughs> we'll be right back and smoking and toasting. Drinking news is on the way. <laughs> Welcome back, my friends. Yes, you. Uh, welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. I love Our those things. Our fine spirits today are, uh, are really quite fine indeed. Uh, Boomtown Bourbon has undergone a bit of a facelift, and uh, I can tell you that the resulting uh, product is quite good. I think that's What's the good? first time we actually said the name of the bourbon. Is it really Old Uncle's Boomtown? The legendary Boomtown bourbon that. from the Old Uncle because we, we referred to it as our bourbon, right? Again, again, but I don't think I've actually said the title. It's legendary Boomtown bourbon from the Old legendary Uncle. Legendary Boomtown bourbon, and it is worth looking for if you're in the Greater Houston area. You said that it's available at Total Wine, Total now, Wines, all we'll, across city we'll and Austin. And uh, we'll two stores in Austin, and will soon be available at Specs. Specs, yeah. uh, Specs in Houston and across the state, and Total Wines in the rest of the state as well. Awesome! And uh, if Super you are, excited. if you are visiting in this area, we can be nostalgic about um, oil fields. And there's a great <laughs> picture on here of the old um, Humble oil field in 1919. Yep, it was an old postcard. That's what Humble used to look like. Uh, an old postcard that was sent out. I found Very it cool. in uh, the the National Archives or something like that. And you mentioned uh, uh, earlier in one of the breaks, you, you guys also have a new label coming out. We do. Oh, this is super duper exciting. So uh, I did an interview with Channel 13. Uh, uh, local Eats, uh, mm -hmm. I think, was the website. It's, it's their like local awesome. spotlight of the cool stuff. Uh, and I just kind of had this throwaway line. It was right after. It was 2021, right after the freeze. The 72-hour mm -hmm. blackout, mm -hmm. the freeze, everything shut down. We were hoth for three days. Uh, and it was kind of a throwaway line. It's like, yeah, I, I, I collect our rainwater, and you know, we collected up a, a, a few hundred gallons of the uh, snow melt from the blackout. So I might do a special label with the blackout. And like the, when the story came out, is local distiller uses freeze for special edition. And I'm like, well, crap. Now I <laughs> now guess I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Two years later, this spring, that label is finally coming. I just approved the art on the special edition. 72-hour blackout label of our Boomtown bourbon. It'll be coming out this spring in May. That For, is so I, cool. I think it'll be coming out in May. We're working on the timing, not 100%. It'll only be about 250 bottles. I was going to say, how so many bottles will be limited, a right? Super edition, a super limited edition of awesome. the label. Uh, it should be coming out this spring, late, late spring, early summer. 
and I, I could not be more excited. The label looks absolutely beautiful. It is the whiskey that didn't have to happen because we didn't have to have this water. I we didn't that. have to have a 72-hour blackout, but we had it. Yeah. So I have the whiskey, and we're going to drink it, and it's going to be great. And, of course, <laughs> the governor has done so much to ensure that that will never happen again. Yeah, we may have another one in a couple You're likely years. to have another one very soon. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, he promised. We'll see. Remember, he promised. We'll see. I hope um, that sigh of disgust came across. <laughs> I hope it did. Yes. <laughs> but but I think were, we read you. But the impact of it, I mean, you know, in the area, we had a lot of people who lost water. We opened up our uh, uh, we opened up our spigots for people who needed water. We had a few people come pick up five gallons. Uh, it, it wasn't a very long term period in mm -hmm. the Humble area, the Tascosita area where we're at. But uh, uh, you know, it was it was. It was a thing to go through, and uh, yeah. we collected up the water, and we'll, we'll use some of that water. It was it was this thing. I went outside. I was checking on our pipes to make sure everything was you know where it would belong and mm -hmm. not leaking out of places. Uh, and I heard it running off. We had overfilled our containers, and I heard it running off into the uh, reservoir behind uh, the distillery. I'm like, wait a minute, I should probably collect this stuff up. So yeah, yeah. That's one of the that's one of the things you can do up. when you collect rainwater. That's nice. very, very cool. <laughs> and well, I, we you know, we mentioned earlier too, I, I love these bottles, these kind of they're, they're very solid, very kind of blocky, old school bottles. Yeah. bottles. And I actually have one at the house that uh that I got I, one of the last times you we were on a show and I use it as a decanter because it's just such a good, solid, it's, cool bottle. It's also a uh theft prevention device. <laughs> it's got some heft to it. Yes. I like it. I like it. Speaking of things that have some heft to it or not. It's time for the most popular segment of this program. It's a little thing we like to call Drinking News. Drinking News, Drinking News. Now it's time for Drinking News. Drinking News, Drinking News. Now it's time for Drinking News. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Old humble. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> Cheers. Uh, so uh, here on Drinking News, uh, as you know, we bring you stories that sometimes and quite often actually are, but not always, are about drinking, but that are every time always best enjoyed when you've been drinking. And we've been drinking some mighty fine uh, bourbon today, so uh, this works for me. Mighty, mighty fine. fine whiskey for yes. mighty, mighty fine, fine As we scour the world for people to talk to about beer and fine spirits, nicely timed uh, uh, opening there. Uh, drinking News gets a surprising amount of response. Seriously, as far as I'm concerned, any response is surprising. <laughs> but we get a surprising amount of response. But one thing a number of you have said to us in response to some of the crazy things that people do when they've had too much is the phrase, we've all been there. Which, of course, we haven't. No, I've that. never tried to use a taco as my legal ID. I've never <laughs> chased people with a machete. But but we do get the point. I, I've never stolen a crocodile. Exactly. Well, I've, from I've, I've from never a used mini a, golf course. <laughs> I've never used a taco as an ID. Yeah, exactly. So we know where you're going. Um, but look. I mean. Um, we do get the point of what you're trying to say. Perhaps a better way to say it is uh, a, a, a better cliched phrase is more correct. Uh, there but for the grace of God go I, right? You've heard that phrase. So, in fact, I'm pretty sure that no one listening has ever gotten a little tipsy and suddenly seriously decided to declare themselves to be a king or the president or even a mayor. 
So leave it to Kyle Schonkweiler. You cannot make this stuff up, by the way. No, Kyle Schonkweiler, a Florida man, was one of the people coming out of a bar called the Dixie Roadhouse in Cape Coral at closing time. Unlike the other departing customers who chatted in the parking lot or headed for their rides, Kyle took another route. He decided instead to strip down to his boxers and then start running around and grabbing people. When one man resisted his advances, Kyle allegedly spit in his face. Oh. But those eesh. things those oh. things are common in drunken Florida fights. What made Kyle Schonkweiler unique is that he then proceeded to gather a group of people around and declared himself to be the mayor of all of them. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He was handing I'm out mayor because I say so. He was handing out assignments and offering his subjects questionable advice when the police arrived. Officers attempted to engage the nearly naked Florida man and had to go and retrieve him after he lost interest in their questions, became enamored with a group of women in the parking lot, assailed and assailed them with the worst pickup line since, "Hey, good looking, we'll be back to pick you up later." Mm. Which you may remember from the Mr. Microphone commercials. Do you remember those? I'm lost. Oh, you don't remember that. So Mr. <laughs> Microphone was this product. I think it was back in the 70s or early 80s. This product that you could buy on, oh, on TV. wait a minute. Slow down. Yeah. It was yeah. a microphone that had like a speaker built into it. No, it actually, I think it, it either had a speaker built into it or it would play through the radio in your car. Oh, yeah. okay. I do yeah. remember that. Yeah. I, I remember the product. I don't remember and, the commercial. And so you the could commercial. talk into it and it yeah. would have really crappy sound going yes, into your exactly. AM radio exactly. channel or something yeah. like that. And yes. in the commercial, these three guys in a convertible drive by this kind of hot looking woman who's walking down the street. And they actually say, I'm not making this up. Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. Uh, <laughs> because cat calls are awesome. Yeah, yeah. And 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 you want to do them through your tinny sounding AM radio speakers in your yeah. car. Because <laughs> in the 70s, like, like. As soon as I drop off these pizzas. Yeah. You know, most vehicles had like a speaker in the. That's good. <laughs> Most speakers had like, or most cars had like a speaker in the center of the mm -hmm. console. Remember mm -hmm. that, right? And it would. Come I remember my grandfather's like, old. Yeah, I remember my grandfather's old truck had the one speaker in the middle, and it was that 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 kind of uh, what's it was that plasticky stuff oh, that yes, was always yes. split and broken. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. What do they call that? It was some kind of awful dashboard substance yeah. thing. Yeah. Kids today don't understand yeah. what it was like back then. We have five point sound in all of our cars now. And it's back, like back then you had like a boom box. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Back that's before a boom they box, invented Grandpa? things like Shut safety up. and good sound. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I will tell you, if you leave your car's boom box in the back window, somebody will break in and steal it. Bring back <laughs> your bring me. back lawn darts, man. Yeah, come on. Jarts. <laughs> Is that what they're calling? Yeah. <laughs> Police managed to drag our Florida man over to a bench and then learned that he was from Polk County, which apparently raised some questions over jurisdiction. Before they could solve the issue, Mr. Schunkweiler. Mayor Schunkweiler. Mayor Schunkweiler, thank you. <laughs> fell over from a seated position and face planted on the concrete and asphalt in front of him. Now medical attention was required, so police gathered him up to put him in the ambulance once the paramedics arrived. A group had gathered around the spectacle, and as cops dragged him away to the ambulance, Schunkweiler turned to address his loyal flock and gave them a going away sermon. He told them, watch out, don't get beat up, before offering perhaps his best advice of the night. 
don't let your D get caught on the pony. <laughs> D, D being Johnson or, or on the manhood. pony. Yeah. On the pony. Don't let your get cut on the pony. He then began to issue physical threats and got into fights with police and the paramedics. Police finally arrested. Well, our I mean, Florida that's what man. you do, right? When you're right. in Florida, yeah. And... yeah. <laughs> right. It's it's early. As I'll, one does. I'll just go ahead and you know get into a fight with the cops and the paramedics <laughs> who are trying to treat me. Police finally arrested him for uh, disorderly conduct. Our our perp. Kyle Schunkweiler. And for the record, the Dixie Roadhouse released a statement that said that Kyle was never in their establishment. Oh. <laughs> he was so, just drinking in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, just yeah. come to hang out. Yeah. I don't even go in a place. I just hang out in a parking lot. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't believe they wouldn't claim the mayor. Yeah. Uh, apparently, apparently he was... Uh, like, they, they, they don't have a drink named after the mayor. Yeah, yeah. they should. Schunkweiler. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the mayor and I approve this message. It's definitely uh, got pickle juice in it. Reporting live from the Dixie Roadhouse, where I'd just like to take a moment to say, I've done a lot of things, but I have never gotten my penis caught on the pony. Not once. That's... My name's Cruz, he and that is your... <laughs> drinking news, drinking news. That's our time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. I realized I did the drinking news toast... And then I sat it down and I didn't drink. I was yeah, like, what is, wrong? what is wrong with me? Yeah. That's so, a I, I, yeah. So, distinct foul. Here's to you, my, my good friend. Cheers. Uh, this is a very drinkable bourbon, by Thank the way. You. Uh, Thank I you. I mean, it much. really is. It's like, I feel like it it does get even uh, more palatable, more easy to drink as you have a little more. It's one of those that has a little Doritos effect going on, you know? I got you. Yeah. Can't have good. just one. Mm hmm. It's uh, Ruffles, too, wasn't it? Mm. Pringles. Well, you can't eat just one. Well, I call it Doritos because oh, they, no, they Lay's was the candy. Lay's, you can't one, eat just yeah. one. Yeah, right. I but, did that challenge on my YouTube channel. But like the, the, the you can't have just one. I learned to play the Lay's and, and I ate do? just one. I did it. I was, but it, it is weird because you sit there and you have the plate in front of you and you're just talking and you like just randomly reach out and like. Ah. Well, the story is I don't know if this is true or just urban legend, <laughs> the but the story is done. that Doritos specifically are engineered, chemically engineered. To induce whatever it is that makes you feel like I really want another one. That would um, not surprise me. Right, I, above I above and beyond sure. just like, hey, that was good. I'll have another. There's something in it that tells you it's not complete until you have another. And I, I have no idea how this stuff works. But that's the story. That's the legend. And I don't know if it's true. <laughs> but what I do know is. We've got some French toast bastard. Oh yeah, poured. what is this? And Ian, it's dark and delicious. This, okay? and, yeah, and just tell me this doesn't oh, smell like oh baby. breakfast. It, it smells like boozy breakfast. Ooh. Is what it smells like. Yeah, it has that. Mm. It has that buttery, cinnamony kind of like this is what like uh, what are those waffles with swirly syrup. things with the cinnamon? <sighs> this is the one. The, that... the, the swirly things with the. The sugar on top, the cinnamon bun. Oh, yeah, cinnamon. Yeah, that's cinnamon. it. Yeah, cinnamon. That's not right. Yeah, this is that's not cinnamon. That's like a, a brand. But, yeah, but, but I know what you're yeah, cinnamon about, yeah. roll. That's cinnamon what roll. the roll with cinnamon on it. It's cinnamon roll. Duh. It Jesus, feels the to me, guy, you're dumb. Words is yes. hard. I am. <laughs> words <laughs> are hard. I do whiskey. I don't do English. Sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> let me tell you, this this beer may be the inspiration for the phrase "beer." Ooh. It's not just for breakfast anymore. This is really this amazing. Ridiculous. This beer, uh, that's got a taste mm. oddly a little more barley wine ish to me. Yeah, um, 
It does. It yeah. does. It tastes a little more barley wine, and it's boozy. But you're talking serious, like cinnamon. I will roll also here. tell you, it is viscous. Yeah, mm-hmm. it hits you under the tongue. And if you were to ever mm-hmm. like drip some of this between two pieces of wood, they will never come apart. <laughs> That's really, that is something. You could hang pictures with this. Yeah, you could drink this with a <laughs> fork. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I might. I think I may. I think I might. It's pretty fantastic, though. Like, drink yeah. this with a fork tonight. That's good stuff. I could see, you know, there's a lot of people who would expect a more beer tasting beer. And this is literally more like waffles and syrup tasting beer. Yeah, it, it really is French toast. I mean, it really, really is. So mm. the the uh, the old bastard series. Vanilla, cinnamon, maple, bourbon barrel age, scotch uh-huh. ale. Uh, bourbon barrel age. First off, there's okay. scotch ale. Like, they're regular. It's just called um, Dirty Bastard, right? Mm-hmm. Is an absolute staple in my refrigerator. Like that's I, well, that this whole so series good. that they do is great. But when they barrel age it, it's even more gooder because <laughs> <laughs> words is hard. Uh, so let me ask you this, Joe: Would you guys um, uh, are your barrels in demand at all? Once you uh, we've the... sold all ten of our barrels that we used in our first okay. batch. Okay, I'm not surprised. They, they did not make it through. We released the batch in on January 27th and 28th that weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the barrels were gone by February 15th. And did they go to? Uh, beers, they go to other spirit uh, companies? Half or? of them went to home brewers. The other half went to a guy who does crafts with the barrels. Wow. I was going to say, are you allowed to know where your barrels go, or is it kind of like when you donate a, or when a, you, an organ, you're not allowed well, to? Well, I mean, I know who bought them. Uh, you know, it was uh, four people bought five of them, and one person bought the other five. And that was, I know who the guy, I know the guy who bought the other five, and I know what he's doing with them. <laughs> that sounds awful. Yeah. I know what he's doing. With him. It's fine. Doing he's doing the crafts. Barrels. He's making. He's making them into like furniture and wall hangings and things like that. It's really cool. Okay. Uh, and then the other. So the he's other... not going to be the but subject this, of a this, future drinking yeah, news yeah, story. Yeah, no, this no. beer you get anything a... stuck in anything. It's fine. Yeah. Gotcha. This beer is a good example of what happens with barrels like that. Yeah. 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 yeah it's absolutely. also a good example of ridiculous. This beer this is, is ridiculous. This is really crazy good. ridiculous. Uh, Backwoods it's... bastard gets the full fledged breakfast treatment. Yeah. Our malty and rich bourbon barrel aged scotch ale is introduced to the essence of smooth maple, warm cinnamon, and notes of sweet vanilla for an incredibly decadent brunch inspired sipper. Mm-hmm. One taste, and you'll swear you're digging into your Sunday morning uh, French toast. Breakfast you know, for dinner tonight, yeah. anyone? It's you a lot how... of sweetness. There's you know, none of the sage, uh, spicy no, stuff that you get with the peppers or sausage yeah, or anything no, like that. All. It's all. The cinnamon and sweet. Yeah, it's you really ever good. had a, a cinnamon roll where when they warm it up, they put butter on the top. Yeah, and the butter like kind of melds with that icing. <laughs> I just get that from the uh, on on the finish of this. You know what? You know what? The uh, butter like melded beer, with icing. This beer makes me want to have that link sausage. You know, mm-hmm. that just gets a little bit of the syrup on it when you take and a it's bite. A little chart on the end. <laughs> so oh good. yes, Jimmy Dean, here we come. Uh, we'll be right back to wrap up the show this week. Uh, it's smoking and toasting, uh, and we are so thrilled. To have you guys on board with us for show number 317. We'll be right back. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, 
and hand-rolled cigars, things that we enjoy and love and appreciate. And we want to say super huge thanks to uh, Joe Breda from Old Humble Distilling, our uh, our guest who brought some magnificent bourbon with him today. And uh, we've been enjoying it for pretty well, it feels like pretty much the entire show. I like this. We went to the spirit a little earlier in the show than we normally do. And I think that worked. I think it shows in the bottle. Yeah, I think it absolutely <laughs> does. By the way, I want to mention a, a friend of mine. Dave Franklin plays in a band called Feo y Loco. Yeah, I love which that is band. Spanish for Feo and Loco. Yes, uh, he is. Um, uh, he's he's a buddy. I run into him from time to time. I go see his band play every once in a while, and uh, he called me the other day. Somehow he has come into this mother load of cigar a boxes. Yeah, a huge amount of unopened. Sealed boxes of cigars, more a than you could ever hope, hope a, to smoke. A plethora. So I will tell you that he wants to sell some of these, and I think he's making uh, good deals, and he'll ship them to you if you want, uh, because he was they were basically given to him. He's not going to be able to smoke them all, so if he can make a buck or two, I think he's interested in in, in selling them. So I'm not going to go to the trouble to list prices, but it's big name brands, good cigars. And they have been cared for. They've been, you know, kept in a humidified area, so they should be good. Uh, anyway, if you want to uh, email me, just send your email to st at rfcmedia.com. I will forward you his uh, spreadsheet and how to get in touch with him. He's just a buddy, and I'm just doing this for him because he, uh, um, he will probably give me some cigars if I do this. So, uh, And that's always a good <laughs> motivator for me, you know? Uh, no, but he's a good guy, and he'll uh, he'll treat you right. So uh, email me at I need that spreadsheet s t, <laughs> and I will send you send it to you s t at rfcmedia.com. And by the way, that's also the we just established this a while back. This is email that you can use to email the show about anything. If you want to challenge something that Joe Breda from Old Humble Distilling said while he was here, that's Bring the it. way to do it. If you have a drinking news story you want to suggest, send it send it on. If you have a, a question about spirits or 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 uh, uh, cigars or or craft beer or human sexuality, send it to us. We love getting emails. <laughs> also, if you want to correct you me, on, if you want to correct me on something that I said that's completely wrong. I will actually enjoy that email. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're going to send you an email that says, actually, I'm much more interesting when I'm drunk. Yes. Mm. <laughs> let's, let's have that debate. I, yes. I, I, I'll I'm give totally, you a bottle and we'll talk. I'm totally down with it. So, yeah. So, But you can email us about anything. We are going to be starting a regular segment where we uh, answer or attempt to answer uh, emails here on the show. So send S&T, them on in. It's just oh, S-T. ST. At RFC Media. Media. That's That's, our parent company. That's RFC. As in Squiggly Snake. S, Squiggly Snake, T, Tomball, and then (laughs) at RFCmedia.com. You're so Texas. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. So we're trying to be less Texas-centric. So earlier, because of this indication earlier, thing that's coming, he, right? He mentioned something earlier about you know getting together and telling lies, and it reminded me of uh, (laughs) so I work uh, uh, some days out in Tomball, Mm -hmm. and and then I'll have a rehearsal in. Um, Magnolia. So in between there is a bunch of nothing. Oh yeah. Uh, but there's a dive bar right on 249. I think it's called the B and H dive bar. Sounds like a dive bar name. When I walk in, I'm the youngest guy by like 20 years. <laughs> right. And I walked in and I ordered a beer and I sat down with a cigar outside, just you know, just making some time between then and rehearsal. And this old gentleman comes out and sits next to me the first time I come out there, and he goes, he goes, ah. Oh, 
so uh you from around here and i was like no nah, i grew up out in liberty and blah 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 and we were talking back and forth and he goes oh yeah man it's different people but it's the same old lies here <laughs> <started> <laughs> joe brandon from old humble distilling thank you so much your thank bourbon you so much. is delicious find us in total wonderful. wines all across the city yep absolutely and coming soon to specs as well yep uh on next week's show tim young and joel johnson with hooten young whiskey and cigars will be yes, joining cool. us for the program and then the following week abby heim with pink boots and uh, Great Heights uh, Distilling, I believe, will be uh, Great Heights uh, uh, Brewing, rather, uh, will be with us. So we're looking forward to that. And we have lots more to come. It's going to be a good year, my friends, for smoking and toasting. And cheers. we salute you and say um, cheers, cheers, y'all. Cheers, y'all. Mm-hmm.